0: Thank you. podcast deals with themes, languages, and situations that may not be suitable for young audiences. If you're under the age of 18, parental guidance isn't going to help you here. And welcome to the Now Open podcast, the sex education podcast that's more sex than education. I'm Trisha. My name is Kai.
1: And my name is Jubin.
0: And we are back for yet another episode. Happy Tuesday, guys. It is December now. How have you guys been?
2: I've been good. I've been really good. How have you been, Jobim?
1: Jesus Christ, it's December. Where the fuck did 2020 go, right? Like, fuck.
2: I was, know. We, wasn't
1: it just January? Weren't we just going like, 2020 is going to be my year? A blink and gone, bam December. It's ho ho, ho Exactly.
2: Season. Remember? Do you remember, like at the start of the year when we were like, around March, we were like, "Yeah, this is gonna be a few weeks. This lockdown yeah. is gonna be a few weeks." And then now it's like it's December. What? Look at that! Look at that!
1: I remember at the start it was going to be like, "Oh, oh it's God. going to be a few weeks," and then it was going to be like, "It's going to be forever." And then now it's going to be like mm, maybe mid twenty twenty one. That's I think that's what people are saying, right? Mid twenty twenty one is the is the new thing. Right. Compromise between exactly. a few weeks and forever.
2: Now, given that it's locked now, like, what, what have your weekends been like? What, what what have you guys been doing?
0: Um, It's been pretty much the same as my weekdays, which is why I don't even know. <laughs> this podcast is the only reason I know what day it is. That's, because I, this that's is the only reason why, why I'm keeping that. track of any day.
1: <laughs> Otherwise, my, it's
0: just a blob. This
1: is my anchor. This is my benchmark. Like, that's how I know. <laughs> oh it's dude, tuesday uh, two days ago it was sunday because i had <laughs> now open yeah
2: dude it's super same like the other day i was i was out and then my girlfriend was like hey don't you have now open tonight And i'm like is it tuesday and i checked my i checked my phone i'm like oh crap okay good the days are not bleeding into each other yet okay okay
0: Yes. um yet good so over you. the
2: weekend over the weekend I spent some time with my partner checking in as we do every weekend and to be honest I feel this is something that really keeps the love going like you know for me time really matters and for her to give me intentional time makes me feel really loved so for her to spend like a Sunday with me just talking about like what we could do better and things I feel makes me feel very loved and I feel as though like you know I read somewhere that if you want to know how to love someone right, a good rule of thumb is to observe what they do for you and to do it right back. So this begs the question, like how do you guys personally express your love? For
1: me, I I talk a lot. <laughs> I mean, when okay, so when I was younger, like let's say high school, it used to manifest by I mean, I cringe now just Thinking about it, but I like wrote poetry. You know, I wrote poems, girls. Oh god, I oh, fucking horrible. <laughs> and I would I, I, used to write um, songs. I mean, like mm-hmm. I, I have a songbook of songs that I wrote in high school, and ninety percent of those songs were written about women. Um,
3: wow.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and then That's eventually, you know, I stopped writing. Uh, poetry and music It just became like Hey, I, I just want you to know I really appreciate you Which is kind of a step down from writing poetry But it's also a little bit more sincere And Doing things I like, I like doing things for somebody When they didn't ask for it I like predicting somebody's needs I love predicting somebody's right. needs Able to do something for you that you didn't even know you needed But bam I love that
2: like The thought that goes into it is what gets you is what I'm seeing. Yeah.
1: It's like, I know you so well. I know what you need and what you want before you even know. So that when it arrives, you're like, oh yeah, I was just about to want that. How did you know? You must love me so much.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah, that does seem like a really amazing feeling. For me, because I'm, like, I'm a big, I'm, I'm big on time. Because I have this this principle that time is the only like resource you can't gain back in life. So for you to give me time... I feel makes me feel very valuable. So, like, you know, when I spend time with you and when I allot time to really just like, I carve out time in my day to really like spend time with you, that's how you know that I care about you and I love you. Also, I'm also big on like, I'm big on displays of affection. So, like, I like being like, I like being held. Like, I'm very. I'm very cuddly. That's my thing. So I think that's one of the ways, like I like to express my love. I like to hold you, like even if you're just like like not even just my partner, like even with like a friend who's going through something, I'd like hold your hand and just like squeeze it to make to let you know that like you know I'm here and I'm listening. Trisha, what about you? How do I express
0: my love? Um, Mm -hmm. Loudly, I guess. Mm. The joke we always have on here um, is that I have the Trisha O'Bannon Scholarship Foundation. Um, <laughs> and I guess that's how I express my love. Um, not necessarily through like monetary compensation or anything like that, but I love giving gifts. I love giving gifts
1: at Trisha O'Bannon Foundation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like what Joe Bim said, where it's like sometimes you want to anticipate what they would want, but would like never buy for themselves. So I love giving presents like that um i also Mm, love um i don't know like if they're an artist or if they're doing something i like to promote the shit out of them uh because you know it's just like i i want to see you succeed and if i can help you in whatever way uh then i'll do it because Mm -mm. i genuinely enjoy whatever kind of work you're putting out so uh i'm going to boost it to other people and actually, uh, in line with that, yeah, we in line with that. Um, well, I know, before that, I don't want to do that first. Um, I want to say hi to everyone who's here. We're trying out new fan names, by the way, guys. So I'm going to say hello to our customers. Please tell us if you like that. I don't know if it's... I like it. I quite like it, but you t- tell us in the comments if like you like it. Good evening, uh, our <laughs> <laughs> Customers. I didn't like it. Oh, we're now open. How yeah, can we're, we're not help you? exactly. We're now open. How can we help okay, you? So okay, you're our customers, okay. and we okay. he, we're here to please you. So um, <laughs> tell us if you like oh, that yeah. name. If not, suggest your own because we can't
2: do all the work here. You know, if if it if, if it wasn't customers, it would have been openings. And I feel the customers <laughs> just. Customers just work so much better than openings. I
1: like openings oh. better, to be honest.
2: Hello, openings. <laughs> it's like we're
0: telling oh. our fans that they're just holes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I the we
1: like are hole. the grand openings. So, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> grand openings. All right, I want to say hi to our grand opening slash customers. Uh, We have our regular fans, obviously, Czar, Nick, and Anton. Thank you again for tuning in every week. Alice, Mackie, Randall, and Alisa, and Angela. Yay. Hello to everybody. Um, Again, let us know if you like customers or openings or whatever else y'all want because we can't just keep calling you nothing. (laughs) <laughs> so Hello, guys.: All right, before we go oh, on with the rest thanks. of the episode, we hear it now open. We want to promote you know local local artists, local content creators. So uh, if there's anything you'd like us to promote to our fans, make sure you hit us up, and we'll be more than happy to share your work with others. So for today's episode, we're promoting none other than our lovely producers. Hit single, yes. <laughs> single. <laughs> platinum single <laughs> that you can catch on Spotify. Alright, guys, so you give this a listen. Hope y'all like it. Building desire, sparks turn fire,
3: heart on a wire, chase the smell of smoke and liquor. So can go fuss. So it's going to be over. But while we explain
0: absolutely love that song yeah, me
3: too. No, bias. <laughs> no bias best song in the world no bias
0: that is the hit single
1: sure. I've been getting non-stop plays in Trisha's room uh, very popular
2: she's like a thousand in the my room <laughs> Haunted has been on the mind of some of our customers for a minute now so congratulations for, it's amazing Thank
0: you so much.
2: It well, is the
3: three years.
2: It is the you unofficial theme song, song of
0: um, now open. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, if you guys want us to promote your stuff, uh, make sure to message us on Facebook or hit any one of us up. Uh, we would love to promote your shit.
2: With that being said, Trisha really like as what Trisha was saying earlier. She was talking about how the way she likes to express love is by really, you know, being thoughtful about how. She brings to light these different arts, or arts of work, works of art, Um. <laughs> arts of work. Um, in that sense, I wanted to go, but I wanted to go into like what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about the five love languages. Now, I want to ask everyone here today, including our customers, how do you guys know what love languages are? And if you do, like, how did you initially learn about them?
0: Oh my god, it's been a while, hasn't it? Um,
3: Christian sh- book for me A Christian book
0: yeah. I, I can't actually remember when I first heard about the love languages I must have been like in high school or something I think I saw a bookshelf A book on my mom's bookshelf She used to love self-help books And relationship books Like she had The Secret She had like Men Are From Mars Women Are From Like all those books, titles And then Did she had know? one on the love languages So I think that's mm-hmm. probably where I first heard of it Right.
2: What about you, Bim?
1: My sisters and my mom, I remember them talking about it when I was very young. Yeah, that's what I hear about. They, they were talking about my titos and titas marriages. You know, they were making chismes about the, their marriages and why some of them were working and some of them weren't. And I, mm. I, I would hear them mention um, love languages about, you know, not understanding other people's love language and from a young age my mom was like find find somebody who has a similar love language to you or understands your love language so I always sort of took for granted they were a thing that everybody knew it wasn't until I was mm-hmm. much older that I found out that it was it came from a book or it came from I thought it was just like common knowledge
2: right yeah, yeah I, I, I experienced the same thing like I went through like how my dad used to date this girl who talked about love languages to me and I was like, okay, that's interesting. That's such an interesting like um concept. Like she was telling me about how like it's so important out to, to to meet someone that has the same love language as you. And later on, like as I was prepping for this episode actually, like I was going through my grandmother's like stuff, just not even for anything, just to like kind of help package stuff for for like relief goods. And then I end up seeing the book timing. I see the book Five love language by gary chapman and i'm like oh shit okay perfect this is so perfect i was planning to just like look like look it up in the internet and just like you know figure it out but i found the book and i read it for this episode and i learned that it was a book that was originally published in 1992 so it's pretty outdated And it's also by a pastor and marriage counselor named Gary Chapman. Personal bias. I'm not very big on church stuff, but then I do really like what this guy came up with. The Five Love Languages is the book he came up with, and he forwarded the idea that each person has one primary love language and sometimes even a secondary love language. And within each of these love languages, he likewise says that we speak certain dialects. So, like, in that sense... What he's saying is, okay, there are five love love languages, but then we don't, even though we have the same love language, we might not speak it the same way. For example, it's like how like Filipino English might not be the same as Singaporean English. Like you'd understand each other, but then you know, it's still kind of different. Same with love language, apparently. So he says that, for example, you're both acts of service. Someone might like to do major things whereas the other one would like to do like like just the minute things like close the fucking like toilet seat cover or whereas the other one would be like take out the or like wash the car every fucking fly week me
3: off
0: to Italy yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
2: yeah exactly that's
0: everyone's love language so that
2: was <laughs> <laughs> true I wish someone could fly me out some beautiful European country but yeah exactly so like um people speak different dialects within different love languages and that was something new to me because like you know on the internet it's thrown around a lot i don't know if you guys see this a lot but then like i personally think that i've seen the term love language thrown around the same way astrological signs are thrown around do you, do you agree with that or is that like a little far-fetched for you guys
1: i mean i i personally I know that I might be alone in this view on this podcast, but I mm-hmm. think that there is more credence to love languages than there are to astrological signs.
2: Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'm just saying that, right. like, the whole concept I feel is thrown around a lot, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, like, it,
1: it, it's like a lot of dime store psychology, right? There is. Um, there is a pattern of information becoming popular because it's a fad and then it becomes popular knowledge and then it gets passed mm-hmm. down, uh, from one generation to another until, you know, nobody really right. knows where it came from, but now everybody knows it right. is fact. So yeah, love languages is one of those things, I think in the same, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and huh. because of that, I think love languages also gets misused a lot.
2: Yes, um, exactly the point. It's,
1: it's, it's quote unquote common knowledge. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of information that gets disseminated uh, incorrectly over time like that.
2: Right. And that leads me to, like, my, my next point, where Gary Chapman originally wrote the book. And it was it was very, as I said, it was, it, it was written at 9-2. So a lot of the ideas aren't very, don't really resonate in such a way that it would resonate to a millennial or to a Gen Z person. Because, like, you know, I feel as though we're a very, our, our generations, Gen Z and millennials, I feel, we're more focused on developing ourselves versus outwardly developing our partner. And that was, that's what the book is primarily about. The book is primarily about learning your partner's love language versus enriching your own and giving that to yourself, which is what I personally believe in. Chapman states that when we express our love to someone who is not speaking the same love language, what he calls their love tank goes empty. Speaking someone's love language is equal to filling their love tank. And that's what that's what he says throughout the book, and you know, I love the idea of really trying to speak someone's love language. But also, I guess one of the things that I wanted to also drive is that it's possible to fill your own love tank. It's possible to speak your own love language. Like for example, if you're if you're the time, if you're if you're if you're the type of person to want to spend quality time, it's possible to show yourself love in that sense, to spend time on your own and actually enjoy it. Okay, next point. A note on falling in love. I want to ask you guys, what is the feeling of falling in love for you guys? And I'm getting so caligaried now when I just think about it. I'm like, ah! But yeah, you guys go first. Like, what do you think the feeling of falling in love is like? I, like, I how do I'm you already- know when you're in love? <laughs> yeah, or like, that experience of like, I'm falling for this person. Like, how what's that like for you guys? I, I think I've
1: already talked to some extent about this in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, when guys... I don't know, from my, in my experience, when guys start falling in love or they start seeing a girl as more of a, a serious commitment, they tend to have a harder time sexualizing them uh, mm. because they're, like, over that part already. You can't jerk off to them, basically. You're not, you're not thinking of them when you masturbate. Right. Love songs make sense? It, it mm. sounds so cliche, but, I mean, like, Everything about falling in love is so cliche. That's why it's been written about time and time again. That's why it's an immortal subject. Um, So for me, it's song. (laughs) – I'll hear a song come on the radio and you can be like – Uh, murder the fascists. And i will be like, oh my God, that's us. (laughs) It just clicks.
0: Rage against the machine just speaks to me right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. You know, I just thought about you. I heard this song on the radio that reminded me of us last night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, songs make make more sense. And movies. Movies also, they hit different when you're, when you're falling in love. I mean, I have watched movies while I was falling in love with somebody and like it, you know, it took, took over me um, and watched it at the same time when I was already with the same person, but no longer in the process of falling in love. And it did not hit mm-hmm. the same way, you know, being right. in love and falling in love two completely different things.
2: Yes, definitely. I agree with that. What about you, Trisha? What is falling in love like for you?
0: Um, I think falling in love for me is a very all consuming type of thing. Like I literally can't spend a single second of my day without thinking about this person or, uh, replaying in my head the last times we spent together. Like I will, that's how I will try to fall asleep. I'll just replay like how I met them or the last day we went on and they will literally be on my brain every second of the day. And if I'm working, I'll just be working so that I can free up my time so I can think about them without feeling bad that I'm not being productive.
1: <laughs> Do the memories that you replay over and over again have like edits with Coldplay playing in the background or
0: something? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's like slow mo <laughs> and like <laughs> camera pans. And it's just like. <laughs> and scene, you know, yeah, like it's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a beautiful song. Or <laughs> like and, and I know that I'm falling in love with somebody when I will do literally anything for them. Like not literally anything, but um I start to do more for them. So around the time that I was starting to date, I was, I was starting to go out with my girlfriend, I think the point where I knew I was in love with her was after her dog died. And I think we had known each other for maybe like a month or less than a month after her dog died. I made her... I had her sleep over at my place. I made her a cheese board. Like, I, I was like, I'm going to set you up this weekend. You don't got to think about anything. Let me take care of you. So, like, that need, that want to take care of them,
2: like, that, mm-hmm. I only really get that if I'm in love with somebody. Do you have a gayuma moment? Like, Trisha's was that cheese board and that her, her, her dog, her, her girlfriend's dog. What about you, Jobim? Do you have a gayuma moment? Like, one moment that you knew that, like, I'm in love with
1: this person. I, no, I think it's it's more of a gradual thing. Mm-mm. I think people tend to grow on me. There is a type of interaction that makes me fall in love faster, and it's if somebody has witty banter with me, mm.
2: uh, because like an intellectual type of
1: not necessarily intellectual. I used to think it was intellectual, but then I pulled my head out of my ass and I'm like, no, dude, you're not that intellectual. <laughs> it's it's not that it's that my sense of humor is just so idiosyncratic that um, a lot of, a lot of people don't get it. Uh, a lot of people think I'm trying to do this or do that. But when I meet somebody who just gets it and somebody who can uh, give me back and forth effortlessly it's just so many, so many cogs click into place and the machine starts turning very, very quickly when when somebody has that repartee with me. And that, that's actually what happened with me and uh, me and my, uh, my girlfriend, my fiance. We were dating for like six months before uh, we ever saw each other in person. We, we, we just talked um, every day through like text before we ever saw each other in person.
0: <laughs> Sorry.
1: Uh, just... uh, let me clarify. Let me clarify. It's, uh, we I, I I use that term not lightly, but um, we we know we're gonna get married, but I haven't proposed yet. It's
0: like that. Yeah. Back at it. Oh, oh. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> all,
2: of us, all of us in the streamyard, we're like,
0: <sighs> no, 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 no. We latched onto that word.
1: <laughs> uh, more like a, a a when, not if, but. I said, yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to propose. You can't, like, take that away from me. <laughs> I need that. <laughs> I must have that. <laughs> so she's like, all right, fine, I'll fucking wait for you. To do whatever. But yeah. So. That's, that's
0: grumble, grumble. Yeah. To grumble, grumble, grumble. According to our customer, customer Macy, <laughs> um, you just look at this person and realize, oh boy, <laughs> oh boy. I'm deep down the rabbit hole and just feel immense happiness and contentment. Yeah, I think a lot of falling in love is just looking yeah. at them and realizing shit. I'm here
2: now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Like for me, like I, I agree with Macy where it's like you look at the person and you're like shit, dude. Yeah. I'm just I'm just happy. And my own, tapos parang for me because I have like I don't know. With Joe Bim, it was like it's gradual for him. Like for Trisha, it was the cheeseboard moment. For me, I had a gayu moment also. Like with my current partner, it was when we spent the entire day just listening to music mm. from nine to six p.m. We were just listening to music, and we were just sharing whatever. What music was meant to us, you know. And at the time, I was really big on like I didn't really share my stuff, but for some reason, I just felt I wanted to share this with you, and she was receptive to it, and it worked out really well. I think for me,
3: my gayuma moment is when I start writing songs about them. <gasps> or like not even songs, just like lines. Because like that's how I write songs. I, I, I write lines on my f- phone and then eventually they become songs. And then when I make that song, I'm like, oh shit, it's done. It's over. I think I'm done for. <laughs> and it's immortalized in, in, in mp3 form. Um,
1: Hi! I made a thing to scare you away. Here.
3: Okay. Yeah! yeah here's, here's my feelings. Yes. Have it. We
1: love you back.
3: I hope you know it's about you. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's Wait, like cute uh, like... the way, I wrote the song.
1: Let me know what you think oh.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: What's <laughs> yeah. oh, no, the title exactly. of this song? Um, it's called "By the Way." It's about you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the title is just your name (laughs) oh my god
2: but yeah like that's the beauty of falling in love i feel it's like you know it's just such a good feeling it's such an ecstatic type of experience but you know according to the psychiatrist m scott peck and dorothy tenov falling in love they say is not real love for three reasons um first off it's not an act of will or conscious choice. And I agree with this in the sense that when you fall for someone, it's not like you're thinking about these things. It's just you just feel it constantly. We don't choose to fall in love. It happens. And then it's not real love, also, because they say it's effortless. That honeymoon phase, it there's no it feels so good. It feels so great. And it's like more often than not, like even if they do something, even though there's red flags you don't see those red flags. As that BoJack Horseman um, coat goes, like when you're you're wearing rose-tinted glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. And that happens when you're in that falling in love phase, that honeymoon phase. And also, falling in love doesn't equate to fostering your own growth or your partner's growth. It's like what Trisha said or what I said, you know, that feeling of just falling in love, it's like you've arrived at this place of just extreme happiness. And... You don't want to leave. You don't want to just get out of that. Yeah, exactly. And it is drug,
1: literally drug. It is
2: a drug. It's it's a natural chemical high that you feel, you know? And this honeymoon phase, you don't want to leave because it feels so good. But what Gary Chapman talks about in his book is that you know the in-love experience a temporary emotional high, and real love happens when this phase is dying down, when this phase is starting to like simmer down and you make a decision to make it work. It is a love, real love is a, gr- is a love that grows not only out of emotions, he says, but also from reason and choice. Which brings me to the topic of the night. Some tools that we can use in order to foster real love when the emotional high is gone is the five love languages. You think about like, how can I make the choice to stay and commit, and to make my partner feel as though they lo- I love them in such a way that they will understand, that they will get. And according to Gary Chapman, that's through the five love languages. So before we started the show, I asked people at Now Open to take a quiz on, to see like what their primary love languages are. So I, I wanted to ask my co-hosts, um, what are your primary love languages?
1: Prize to prize, mine was uh, words of affirmation, I believe, which is why I think banter is so important to me. And the poet, that, like mm-hmm. I write poetry and music, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, right. it was uh, words of affirmation. And second one was um, acts of service. That was my second. They were they were nearly mm-hmm. even. So like I think three like percent apart. I think nearly identical
2: yeah you did say earlier you did say earlier that like you like to but you want to do things for your partner before they even like you know figure right, it out right. or like you want to like, you want to figure out their needs yeah
1: like if you've had a long day i want to know what your favorite things are so that i can have all of your favorite things ready for you at home for that reaction of like oh like you know
2: yeah Super get that. Super get that, dude. What about you, Trisha? What are your main what's your primary love language and your secondary love language? Well, according to the test,
0: um my primary love language is quality time and my secondary would be acts of service, like really not very far behind, but I will contest these results. I demand a recount. I think I overthunk the test. I think that was the problem. I literally would spend like five minutes per question overthinking each answer instead of just going with the one that like immediately made sense to me. So I think I exactly. So I think I just fucked up my own results. So uh, personally, I think that my actual love language is right now because it's changed over the years is acts of service and gifts probably. Like, yeah. um, Mm. The Trisha O'Bannon Scholarship Fund is just basically acts of service and gifts packaged together. So I I really like letting people know that I care about them by giving them little presents like, oh, I saw this. I thought of you. Um, I thought that you would like this if you could use this or I'll boost your work. I'll Promote your stuff I'll support you In whatever way I'll do the dishes So that you can do Whatever it is You do best Like Let me do Let me be the great woman Behind a great person You know Like let me be Let me be the What is the term In like lol and dota Where you have like Oh yeah Let me be the support Support. (laughs) Like you be the carry I'll be the support Like that's The role I take When I want to show someone That I love them
2: Oh, mine is, um, mine is quality time and physical touch. Like I said earlier, time is so essential to me. Like to a fault. To the, to, in the sense that like my, every single day of my life is like time blocked. Like every single day, even on Sundays. And it just really matters to me that like when someone, like I don't know, like just spending time with me and making, and knowing the like, parang. You know, you, you you carve this time out of your day to do something that might not even be something you like as much, but you're going to do it anyway because, like, you want to spend time with me. Like, for me, the point isn't, like, what we're doing. It's the fact that we're together and we're doing this together. Ganon. And, like, you know, hugging and holding my hand while we're at yeah, it. So is
1: that why you take a lot of care with your physical appearance to look good for the other person? To be like, I took the time out to look this good?
2: You know, that is... that You can read it as that. I mean, personally, for me, it's like... I, I tweeted about this. I talked about how, like, it's just my personal way of showing myself self-respect, Now mm-hmm. I don't like to present myself in such a way that I don't feel presentable. I take the time to do that, because I feel as though it's showing myself love and showing myself respect. I see, yeah. I see. So, the very first love language we're going to be talking about tonight is words of affirmation. It's about how this person whose love languages are uh, whose love language is words of affirmation feel loved through the words they express by th- their partner. Or they also show love by through words. Um, one of the, the dialects under words of affirmation are first kind words. Now, kind words, according to Gary Chapman, is the way we speak. You know, the way we deliver a message. Um, he also talks about, under kind words, the concept of forgiveness. And I like what he said. He said forgiveness is not a feeling, it's a commitment. And he says that to practice kindness is to commit to kindness, is to commit to the way you speak about things and how you deliver messages to your partner in such a way that they will understand and see that it's not a criticism, but rather it's something that you just want to express as your own feelings. Next, they have encouraging words. Encouraging your partner in activities and pursuits that they're already interested in. And he says that this requires empathy. In such a way now, you know, a lot of the times in the book, Gary Chapman talks about fine lines between things. Like, for example, there's a difference between encouraging someone and being nagging of someone and being, like, critical of someone. You can only encourage someone if they already want to do something. For example, and this example in the book was when this guy's wife was like, I think I want to lose weight. I think I want to go to the gym. You, he encourages her to go to the gym. And he encourages her to like take all these classes in the gym and tells her, yeah, you should do this. It's going to be good for you. It's going to be great. I'll support you 100%. Versus, you should go to the gym because you're fat. You should go to the gym because I care for you and I care for your body. There's a difference between encouraging someone and being critical of them, is what he was saying. Yeah, because you can totally
0: oh. wrap up a critical statement in an allegedly kind set of words. I've right, oh, right. so many people who do this. I'm just I just care about you. I'm just trying to look out for you. But you're like, okay, but tough love isn't always the best kind of
2: love in every situation. Most definitely. Most definitely. And you know, like I feel as though it's really the way you say things uh, and like, the way the intention behind the words you say, I feel, plays a big part in how it comes out. I feel personally. Um. Oh, absolutely.
1: There's so much to be said for like subtext, especially for people whose main love language is words of affirmation. It's kind Mm. of, it's kind of a misnomer to to say words of affirmation because it's not, it's not just about uh, the words you use, but how you use them. There's so many ways to say I'm fine. (laughs) There's so many loaded ways to say I'm fine.
2: Mm-hmm. So, uh,
1: it's, it's equally how you say things as it is what you say.
2: You know, speaking of misnomers, I feel like a better way to say words of affirmation is affirmative communication. Because I feel like it's not just what you say. It. It's not just the words. It's also the way you say it. Another dialect under words of affirmation is humble words. So what what he talks about here, Gary Chapman talks about another fine line between requests and demands. So he says that you can never get emotional love by way of demanding it. And to be humble enough to request something from the person you love rather than demand it, he says, is something that fosters a sense of, of, of love. And Because he also says that requests give the person... An element of choice, and for them to choose right. and accept your request goes on to show that, yeah, okay, this is a this is me saying yes to your to your request. It's also me saying that yes, I express my love for you this way. But when you demand something, it's like you that you take away that that element of choice, and it feels very cornering. De What are ways that y- you show words of affirmation, Jobim? You said love letters and songs. Growing up, how have you experienced um, words of affirmation, and how have you personally like expressed this to your partner or to the people you love generally?
1: Well, I'm, I'm I just tend to be a very vocal person um, when expressing my affection. That's why I like communicate, especially in the early stages of relationship. That's why I like communicating through text so much because it gives me a hmm. chance to really think about my responses before sending them out. Because as you may or may not know, I blurt things out a lot that don't necessarily sound great the first time around. So having that extra time to really uh, think about what I want to say and how to say it properly uh, really does do wonders. It's basically text texting. The invention of texting is the only reason I've, I've, I've ever, ever had any girlfriend. If, if we didn't have any texting, women would just be like, go away, stop saying things. But yeah. Um, how else? Uh, encouraging. I like to openly appreciate things that I like. Uh, if I think you look good, if I like that you did something because I mentioned it one time and you remembered, I'll, I'll point it out. You know, I, I will vocal, like, be vocal about my appreciation of you.
2: Speaking of like text, super off topic. But like, you know how there's this huge um, issue, especially like on Twitter, where people are always kind of complaining about how people don't reply fast enough. And I, do you reply fast? Given that Absolutely. you're a words affirmation guy. I,
1: no, sorry, I don't. I don't subscribe to the the whole you need to be uh, reachable twenty four seven thing.
2: Yeah, me neither. It's lack of boundaries for me. Yeah. Jubin has
0: literally ghosted me for months.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, no, because I'm not in the habit
1: of checking my my messaging apps, right? My Telegram, my Viber. Um, it does get inconvenient for like people that I work with, but I find that uh generally I've been able to be moderately moderately successful in my career with my my phone habits. Mm-mm. Um and it, it does so much for my mental well being that right. I get to use when people get to talk to me that you know, screw it. If I if I don't get to reply to my colleagues or my boss right away, then it's worth it. Definitely. Uh, it's a boundary, yeah. Yeah, so also because I'm a words of affirmation guy, I also mm-hmm. sort of feel that if you want to talk to me or if I want to reply to you, that's also a sign of affection. Yeah. If I go out yes. of my way to remind you, you have been affection. Ba-bam. Here's some affection.
2: Bam. Yeah. <laughs> affection. <laughs> All right. So the next um, love language we are going to be talking about is quality time. So this is when... Someone feels loved when they are given undivided attention. Firstly, that's me. And certain dialects here are, for example, togetherness. Doing something together intentionally. Spending time that is focused with each other. So it's not about the activity that you're doing, but the fact that you're doing it together and you're doing it intentionally.
1: So are you the kind of person that plans like really complicated dates, really thoughtful dates, like, oh, multiple yeah, locations, like, we oh start my God. the next year, oh, where we no,
2: first killed you. You know, for my ex, like, I did this, like, I did this, um, this? like, this treasure hunt around ah. the whole premise of the treasure hunt was, I got lost in time. So she had to trace every place we went to on a date and find me in the present. That was, that was <laughs> That was my biggest. Damn. Like, yeah, dude. I, I had, I had like her coworkers be part of it and shit. Oh my god, dude. It was it was. This yeah. is so I well think. thought out.
0: I'm gonna steal that. I hope my girlfriend isn't watching right now, so she doesn't. Know <laughs> she'd be now. like, I know
1: <laughs> <got> that. <laughs> I hope my girlfriend's not watching right now, so she doesn't get any ideas. Like I'm not that sweet.
2: <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> More than togetherness is quality conversation. So this is another dialect under quality time where, you know, it's sympathetic dialogue where you are both being real, honest, vulnerable. It's really about intentional listening. on really hearing them, understanding them. See, this is also something that I, I put a lot of value on. But one of my biggest pet peeves oh, no. is when and they're on their phones and I'm talking to them. Like, that's something, I know it's, like, that's something that I feel is very, like, it makes me very, like, oh, shit, I'm not being listened to. But um, I understand that everyone has the capacity to, like, zero in and focus. I think it's really interesting that quality
0: conversations is a part of quality time and not words of affirmation. Right, right. right. The the form is words, words. Mm -hmm. but it actually is about, like, how invested you are or how focused you are with the other person Words of affirmation That are like Oh you look great today And then that's the end Of the conversation You know right. But yeah. with quality because, time yeah. It's like yeah. No I want to sit down And talk to you
1: It also imp- right. It also implies That there's a deeper meaning To like Quality time Because when you imply Quality time It's not just the fi- Your physical presence Or the amount of time You spend with somebody It's your attention It's the amount yes. of attention You are paying To somebody
0: I agree with that I think then I understand now why my test came out as quality time as one of my top love languages. Because for me, talking to somebody, like if I like you, I can talk to you till like 6am and still not want to stop even though the sun is up and it's awful.
2: Yeah, yeah. And given like what Trisha said, I feel like these love languages actually bleed into each other. A lot of the times they bleed into each other. Like for example, my, one of my lowest in the quiz was like gifts. But I fucking love giving gifts, dude. Like gifts are my th- Thing, I, I think the time aspect bleeds into that because of how much time I think of, like, like I re- I'm really thoughtful about the gifts I give. Like, I'm I'm, I'm the type that, like, my girlfriend calls me lesbian Santa. And I, I like it because yes. I like to fucking November. November November, I'm giving my Christmas gifts. You know what? parang I feel as though it's like, it, they really bleed into each other. Even though one, I just feel like what is, what is the most important aspect of what you're doing defines what the love language is like if it is it what you're saying or is it like the the, the attention that you're getting that right. i what think delineates more? yeah it delineates the the words of affirmation versus quality time thing right?
1: by the way just uh, uh, mm-hmm. on the subject of like the gifts that you give this mm-hmm. is also in relation to like my love language you you uh you gifted me and my uh so yeah. you know, fiance, know that yeah. We give the uh a uh, a pack of cards that were, you know, uh, conversation starters. And because my love language is words of affirmation, I had such a great time with it because it, it was different topics of conversation that you, you probably wouldn't think to bring up with your partner, right? And uh, so that that's not the sort of thing that I shy away from. I I dove right into it and. uh, it's pretty cool that you, you were able to, like, get that insight. <laughs> Just, that that I, I benefit from that.
2: I'm really happy that you liked it. I'm really happy it helped you guys out. Like, you know, that's, like, one of the things that makes me so happy. Like, whenever I see, like, whenever I give something to someone and it's useful and they like it, I'm like,
3: ah! Yay! Love dear um, gifts. Super love your ghost. It's like she knows. <laughs> how does she know?
0: That was also the video I sent you. A video oh, of us unwrapping you you. your gift. And the question we had was, how did you know that right? we needed this? You are an
2: ace gift giver, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it's very early for Christmas. I'm like, it's November, but I'm giving you my gift. Um, <laughs> what's what going I call it? Is Another November dial. For yeah,
1: Christmas for lesbian Santas. Is that? When- <laughs>
2: Yeah, the, the straight that takes December. Take right, like, we'll take right. more No worries. <laughs> <laughs> so, another dialect under quality time is quality activities. The emphasis is not on what you're doing, but why you're doing it, like experiencing things together. Like, one of the things I read about this is that, like, some people really like it when their partners aren't too keen on a certain activity. That, they're, that they are they like, uh, that, that their partner likes, but they do it anyway because they want to show that they care and they love the person. This is how I tend to express, like, I, I like to get it, I like to get quality time via togetherness and quality conversation, but I like to give it via quality activities. In the sense of, around, like, for example, my partner right now, I'm not very big on film. Like I, I like to read more than I watch things. But with my with my girl, like she loves movies and she loves like talking talking about like the film industry. And I tried to merge that with like my academic thing and try to learn like theories about film and like I learned what a doohog was. That's like apparently the one where like there's no cuts in the in the in the in the in the whole scene. There's no cut. But it's called a doohog. So I was like, oh shit, that's so cool. Sorry. Is that a local term? Yeah, it's a local term. So it's like it's a local
1: term for a <laughs> Oh, a, what?
2: A, one a one shot. A one, oh, shot. Okay, a, one a one shot. a one shot. So on a one Yeah, shot. yeah. There. Oh, so, like, really? I learned that from her. Like, she showed, and she showed me this, 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 um, this scene from what's that 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 movie where he's in Times Square and he's naked. Birdman. Um, Birdman. Yeah, he showed me. She showed me that scene, and I'm like, okay, I'm learning so much. So that, that's kind of like how I like to express it to other people like, le- like learning about what you like and you know yeah. like learning about these things what else is here receiving gifts the next um, love language is receiving gifts now this is when um, the person feels loved when they are given symbols of symbols of love in the form of gifts and it doesn't necessarily have to be like a tangible gift I mean tangible gifts are one dialect like you know thoughtful gift that may be purchased found or made but also, Gary Chapman talks about the gift of presence, like being present when it matters the most. I think this differs from quality time in the sense that for me, cause like I like it that the small moments you're there too. But for certain people, apparently according to Gary Chapman, na parang, in his example, like this 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 wife, this this, this, this this wife, her her mother died, and her husband went out to play softball when she gave birth. Like he. Met with the, he, he met the kid, and he wants to tell all his softball friends about it. And for her, she wanted him to be there in the big moments. Do you guys get that? Like, para for me, it's quality time, eh. but then, like, it's also like a grand, like, a grander s- scale of quality time. What do you guys think? Uh, kind of like, let's say, if
0: you have a show and mm. you want your partner to go and watch your shows because it means you're mm. supporting me, even if you've seen the same show a million times, the fact that Mm-mm. you're still there to support me, that's like, the, I think for me, a big moment because I, I've had that issue. Like I have burlesque shows, I have spoken word shows. And a lot of the time I'm repeating the same numbers or the same pieces, but I want my partner to be there. Even if they've seen the
2: same damn thing over and over get, again. Get. So it's really, it's not about them watching your show. It's more about them being there. Yeah. To support you. Get. Get. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't relate to that impulse. Um, I, I, okay. First, let me just react to like how similar all of these are. I'm starting to like <laughs> notice that this Chapman guy is just mm, saying the same thing, lots of different ways, you know, just like be there, you know, words, be there with words. And then it's like acts of service. It's like, just, you know, you, be there with words. speaking <laughs> <laughs> gifts. And it's like, you can give gifts of like being there with words.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, tama, though. No? Tama, dude. Like, Tama naman. I think may parang
0: yung naabuts yeah. word count. Tapot. <laughs> yes.
2: no, you know, like, for every, for every love language, for the first three love languages, he had like this distinct dialects for each. The last two love languages, he just quit it. Like, there were no more dialects. So, I had to come up with shit for this show. And I'm like, okay, let's try this now. Damn it, Gary Chapman. Through <laughs> Halfway
1: through the book. Oh, oh too much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's less in depth it, chapters Jerry. now. Well, I yeah. So. It very
3: interesting because, like, they do bleed into each other. And it goes to show that it's not really a strict category of oh I only like doing this one thing and I only like receiving this one thing. Like for example, I'm not really a gift giver, but I do like acts of service. And something that I can do is like I can draw or I can paint stuff like that. And yeah, when I draw or paint or make a song for someone. Uh,
2: she painted this. I did. It's a dildo. But see, the weird thing.
1: There are there are gift givers who will hear that. There are people whose love languages uh, love language is gift giving. And they will react one of two ways. They'll either be like, "Oh my god, I would love that. I would love to have somebody who would give me thoughtful, handmade uh, things." With you know, I, I'd love to date someone talented enough to write me a song or draw me a picture. And then there's also people who love receiving gifts who go, "So you're telling me you're gonna give me cheap gifts?"
2: So I give <laughs> my, me, I'm I, I my partner was like that. Like holy like crap! Like the value of that the gift. I would fucking devastated,
0: right? dude. Because that's yeah,
2: my act service. I'm, right, servicing, exactly. you by exactly.
1: I'm I yeah. servicing you.
2: Exactly, <laughs> I am
1: servicing you. I'm servicing uh, yeah, so dude, I
2: am servicing you. Mr. Gary Chapman just. Um, yeah.
1: I can't relate to the impulse of like um, making somebody uh, a- attend your thing because I personally don't like being dragged to things that I don't want to be at. So I don't want to subject the person that I care about to something that they don't want. But I can relate to the desire for them uh, to want them to want to be there. right? Yes. Like I don't, want, I don't want them to be there because it'll make me happy. I want them to be there because they have fucking hearts in their eyes going, that's my baby every night. Like, look at them go. I'm here because I want to be. I'm here because I can't fucking yes. get enough
2: gets
0: exactly like honestly like if you're there for me but then like you're uh, on your phone the whole time like if you're at my show but you you're on your phone or you leave during my number or you're kind of grumbling about it i don't want you to go right it's not about being there i want you to want to be there
2: right you know come to think about it like i feel as though the five love languages are really just like essentials in a relationship Honestly, yeah. Like coming, like now that we're talking about it, and now that I'm reading this, like re- reading through like the, the 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 outline, I'm like, I realized every relationship does need acts of service. It needs receiving gifts. It needs like certain types of gifts. It needs like it needs quality time. Like I feel as though, parang in general, the five love languages are literally what you need to build that foundation, but also right. like. I guess what Gary Chapman is trying to say is, like, some people need more than others. others? Right. Yeah. Do you yeah.
1: guys play video games? Do you guys, uh, Kai, do you play video games?
2: No. Because yep. um, yeah. in
1: video games, there's this thing called uh, an ability tree, right? <laughs> hmm. um, so you will have different stats, right? This is based on the whole Dungeons and Dragons system of leveling up. You will have different stats, and you will have a finite number of points at the beginning of the game to level up your quote unquote base stats. And I think what the five love languages talks about is that while we all start with the same amount of points, we we all uh, have different base stats beginning to, to to begin with.
2: Yes. Exactly. I I get that. I super get that. In terms of in terms of receiving gifts, Trisha, you say that this is one of like your 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 secondary love language is what you said earlier yeah how do you how have you like shown this and like or experienced it well, one of the ways I used to show it is I used to give gift bags to the
0: people that I liked or I have slept with like I have definitely given a thank you for having sex with me gift bag with- <laughs> Which uh, the, the, the contain. gift boxes, yeah. Yeah, like the little gift boxes. Because for me, giving... I don't want to give like one big present. Especially because like I'm broke. I, I, well, not broke. I'm not broke anymore. But I used to be broke. So I would get like little presents that are cheap. But all build up to like one bigger big present. Thing. Of like, this is how I see you. Um, this is how I relate to you. This is the relationship that we have. So the presents that I give are always like a summation Of that, you know, like what Jubin would say where it's like, uh, oh, yeah, this is I I want to anticipate what they want uh, before they know they want it. Or I would try to get them things that they wouldn't get themselves. They wouldn't think of it. And receiving. I'm also not really into big, expensive presents. I mean, if you want to buy me a big, expensive present, please do, because I will never not say no to that. But. My partner likes to give me little presents uh, for no reason. Like she'll go. I remember that
2: book. That book she got you.
0: Yes. So um, my partner is a really big reader, and I told her, "Oh, I would read more, but um, I don't want to read like complicated things because I was a lit major in college. I I just I want to turn my brain off." And she went out to get groceries in a mall or something, and then when she comes back, she comes back with a mystery book. From um, Agatha Christie. And I've never read Agatha Christie. But I fucking love mysteries. I love mystery books. Like my favorite video games are mysteries. And she just picked one up and then gave it to me. Like no reason. It was like a Wednesday. And every time she goes to get groceries, she asks me, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know, surprise me. And she will surprise me with like a random thing. So one of the things she likes to get me is from Miniso. uh, She goes there. She picks up a new one. They're like these little... So this is Jake, right? Oh. So they're like um, these like little Lego sets. Like you can see they're like tiny little blocks, right? That oh yeah, there's weird. like a stand. <laughs> so she'll just buy one for me because she knows I really enjoy doing things with my hands. So she's like, here, here's one. I have a fin one. Uh yeah, here's another one that she gave me. I just have a bunch of these like random little things that? that I've made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pink kind of, like, one. What's, What's the pink one? one? Okay. So, if you and uh, people here haven't really met my partner, but if you have met my partner, you know she's not cheesy. She's like metalhead, hates <laughs> cheesy, pink, girly, romantic shit. But one of the first things she got me was this little heart box. <laughs> she knows I'm that kind of gay. She knows like, that I love the cheesy shit.
1: That's a lot more grunge than you realize. Heart-Shaped Box is a hit song by Nirvana. Nirvana. Which, yeah. So that's...
2: I should have yeah. known. It was actually the song <laughs> that
3: Kurt
1: Cobain, Kurt Cobain wrote while he was being influenced by the writing of his then wife, Courtney Love. Because Hole and Nirvana were both writing albums at the time and they would exchange songwriting notebooks. So... Shaped Box is his Courtney Love inspired song, not just inspired by her, but by her songwriting style as well.
0: Wow. I love that. Well, fun fact. <laughs> and like, um, aside from like little gifts, I, I love like notes. I don't even care what you say in the note. Um, it could just be a smiley face, honestly. So I don't think it's like exactly words of affirmation, but you best believe I will keep that. I will keep that note, even if it's just a smiley face or like, one time my girlfriend made me a, a paper origami flower out of a receipt. We were out, we were drinking, Aww. and then she just made this thing, handed it to me, and I swear to God I died. Like I was like, I wanted to cry in public because of how happy I was. that she just gave me this tiny little thing that took her like 10 don't seconds. I, just, I don't know. It's just the fact that they're thinking about you and that they, they want to give you a tangible... Uh, f- expression of their love that you can keep and that you can look right. back on because like if your relationship ends you can always uh keep these things and look back on them and remember the kind the love that you had and i i love that i keep everything that my exes have ever given me
1: do you think that people whose uh primary love language are uh, is gift giving tend to be hoarders because i've oh, found I that to be true
0: such a big hoarder like, I keep boxes keep because I might need it. need it.
1: Yeah. You know, this tissue was from our first date, and she wiped the corner of her mouth with it. I have it framed, and it's in my bathroom. <laughs> the candles I made of her earwax, you know. Like, what, <laughs> oh, no. They No.
0: no. <laughs> I keep her baby teeth in a locket,
2: you know. <laughs> uh, I, I, I did mommy. do that. I used to keep my ex's hair in a box. Wait, I, why do um, <sighs> <because like,
1: laughs>
2: No. because why did you have her hair? His hair. Yeah, oh, like hair. He, his hair was super long before, and then I was like, I think he'd look better if he cut it short. I just think so. And then he was like, Yeah, let's go get it cut short. So just to remind, just to be, rem- just to be reminded, he had long hair at one point. I kept it in a box, in a heart shaped box, even. <laughs> yeah, with teddy <laughs> you bear still on have it. it? I look for it, it's somewhere upstairs.
0: I look for it. Damn, not sure if medieval or serial killer. (laughs) I don't know.
2: (laughs) Vote in the comments. (laughs) Vote in the comments. (laughs) Anyway, the fourth love language is acts of service. So, this is about. Um, expressing your love through helpful service. Now, this is the one, this is one of the two parts of the love languages I had to make dialects for. So the first being the little things. So as I said earlier, like for example, like closing the cabinet door because your partner's always upset that you leave it open. Like minute aspects of every day that are accomplished, like you 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 fix little like little minute aspects of every day to make their days a little easier. But also there's all of the major things like cooking a full course meal, acts of service that take more time and effort. I gave That's Trisha fun. and I gave Trisha and her and her girlfriend a cooking set because I knew that they loved to like cook for each other. And I was talking to Trisha earlier and we were talking about how acts of service I feel that cooking was really a big act of service. So Trisha, can you tell us a little bit more about like how have you done this whole acts of service thing? Like other than cooking, of course, but like like how have you experienced and Like, given this to, or like, given this act of service to your partner, the people you love. I
0: actually do have a cooking related story (laughs) about this because, um, you know, I didn't always know how to cook. Um, I learned how to cook in college when I moved into an apartment with a bunch of random people. And around this time, I started getting interested in this guy and I invited him back to our condo. And I decided to learn how to cook for this dude because I wanted to show him. That I liked him, so I learned how to cook, and I did not settle on like a simple pasta dish or whatever. I went all out. I made ground beef stuffed tomatoes. You know? Do you know? Do you know how that hard it is so to make good, ground though. beef stuffed tomatoes that when you so don't know good. how to cook? <laughs> it, you know, what? I honestly think it was okay. It was like my first attempt at a ma- at a big meal, and that wasn't the only thing I cooked. I think I cooked like two more dishes, and there's like two of us eating. You know but wow. i i did I did a whole spread i I lit some candles and whatever, and when he uh got there, he got there while I was cooking, and all he could do was criticize the way I was cooking because he didn't know how to cook, and I was still learning, but like I was chopping garlic and he and I wasn't chopping it right, or I didn't do so I don't know, and then he was just criticizing the shit out of me, and I was just like, I'm trying to do something nice for you. I should have really seen that as a red flag because oh, I, I continued to date true. him on oh. and off for like six years oh. um, <laughs> or four years. I don't know. So you're right. Acts, like Cooking is a really big act of service because it takes hours to make a multi-course meal. And you don't do that for just anybody. right? So cooking for me is a really big way that I like to express um, how much I care for someone. Um mm-hmm. I'll also do things that I don't necessarily like doing. like I all mm. I hate washing dishes, but my girlfriend mm. hates it more. So I will wash her dishes, even though I absolutely hate it. and I'll do it without her even asking because I know that when she looks at the uh, sink full of dishes, she just gets upset. So I'll go mm. in and I'll clean it up and I'll fix her kitchen so that she doesn't have to worry about it. For me, access service is just like, let me do this for you so that you can be free. To do the things that you really want to do,
2: right? You know, so that or you like, can have I your feel quality time. It's to make it easier for them to like go through their day. You know what I mean? That's how I did that. because, like, like, for example, like my 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 partner, her love language is acts of service, and that's my lowest love language. I don't. It's really not my thing. The only that it was hers. I I I remember there was one time that like I think she was running out of like tampons. So what I did was like I got her a box of tampons, and I was like here. Have a happy period. So like that was like my that was like my attempt at acts of service. So I'm really like I, it's like it's not like the biggest thing, but I feel as though like I'm still learning the rope. So yeah, I want to learn how to act of service a little bit more.
0: Honestly, that really helps though, because mm-hmm. um one time my I told my girlfriend I wanted her to take care of me. because uh, mm-hmm. there was a week where I had to take care of her because she had no eyesight. For a stupid reason. I remember. <laughs> and um, I told her, okay, uh, after this week, can I have a day where you take care of me? And then when she asked me what um, I would consider, you know, taking care of me would be, all I could really think of was, can you clean my apartment, wash my dishes? And then when I Yay! order food, you get it downstairs because I just don't want to think. I don't want to do anything. I just want to lie in bed and starfish, you know? So acts of service is really big for me on the receiving end. I think because when I'm in a relationship, I tend to take on a very housewife type of role. Uh, I take on the emotional, mental labor of managing the household. I remember which groceries are uh, missing, whatever. So because I'm always on the acts of service. So when I want someone to take care of me, it's like, take that off my plate mm-hmm. so that I am stress-free. Cause yeah, think, that's my biggest source of stress. I
3: think I'm the I'm the opposite. Cause like, I'm not really big on the acts of service receiving end, but I would give it. Like if you did something for me in a service, I appreciate it. It's all good. But then f- like with with me and my partner, cause she's the one working a nine to five, right? And sometimes she doesn't have time to cook. Or she doesn't have time to, to clean. Or sometimes her body hurts because she's always on the laptop or whatever. It's like, okay, I'll cook, I'll clean, I will give you a massage. But when it's given to me, it's not really much of a big deal. But when I give right. it to them, it's where I find kind of like the most fulfillment in. Yeah. better receiving... It's it's a different thing. I think I think the giving and the receiving it might be different for some people. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Super get that, dude. Like I like the I don't doing act of service for me is like, yeah, okay, sure. But then like when I when I have to think about like how do I do this act of service? Like, I don't know, like for example, like I don't I hate driving. I really fucking hate driving. Um when we were at the beach. And my, my friend left, like, her phone at the house. I decided to, like, drive for my partner because, like, she's been driving the entire time. So, it's like, I just wanted to get that offer. Just But I had to think about that. Like, it's not something that comes naturally. All right. So, down to the last act, uh, act of service. Down to the last love language, physical touch. Now, this is when... Someone feels love through affirmative touch, so you you could display this through the space of affection, like holding someone's hand, hugging them, um, giving them a kiss on the cheek, massages, or sex. Personally, like you know, the way I've I've always been a very PDA type of partner, like. When when I'm with you, I want to show the fucking world, dude. Like I'm gonna hold your hand. I'm gonna fucking like there was this time, like I was in I was I, I was in a bar in Pota and I was sitting down on like this this cabinet Like in it's like a cabinet type of thing. So I was sitting on it and then my girlfriend at the time comes up to me like, between my legs and so I just, just kisses me. And I'm like, oh shit, I feel so like I like that. Oh
0: that's that's I like that. that.
2: I like that. You know what I mean? Like, I like to be... I like when my partner, like, shows through physical touch that I'm your partner. Like, hold my hand. Hold my waist. Put your arm around me. Or, like, even, like, when I'm in when we're in bed and, like, she'd play with my hair. Like, run her fingers through my hair. Don't run by press. Please stream. Um... <laughs> Like that's something that super gets me. Like, even and like it's something I like to give also. Like, for example, like I tried to do this physical touch thing with my partner now. So I was like, okay, let me go brush your hair. Like, I thought it was gonna be super cute, right? i want to go brush your hair before we sleep. There's so much tangles. <laughs> that's why I'm hurting her. So she was like, stop it. I'm like, damn it. Okay. Never Isn't this mind. me? This <laughs> <laughs> was just like you, baby. This was um uh, You also was, tried to I'm brush my then. hair once. I did? Oh, shit, yeah.
0: dude. Like, was it, was it too? One it's time, so it, it was, like, it was after a trip last year. And then um, yeah, we were, like, records. I was going to brush my hair. And you're, like, let me brush it for you. And I was, Cute. like, do not brush dude. my hair. It's, like, really tangled. It's bleached. it's bleached. It's, it's dead. And then you just tried to run a brush. And I was, like, ow! Oh, my God. Uh, we have a couple of questions from our customers. Uh, we have this great one from Randall. <laughs> He asked, "Are love languages shaped by trauma?"
3: I think more childhood. Hmm. So,
2: childhood trauma.
3: I mean, yeah, you know,
2: <laughs> make trauma. I think love languages could be like either what you're accustomed to receiving or what you did not Haven't. receive. Did not receive. Yeah, yeah. and I yeah. think it definitely
0: can yeah. change over time. Like you can have experiences, definitely. Uh, like. Like you have a relationship and then you realize, oh, this person um, is very hypercritical and um, says really awful things to me. So actually with that dude who criticized my cooking, uh, in the next relationship, I was very, very heavy on words of affirmation because I did Mm -hmm. not get Mm -hmm. it from that guy. All I got was hypercriticism. But because that relationship gave me a lot of words of affirmation, my relationship now, I'm not very... It's not like a huge necessity for me anymore. I'm not starved for it. That's so, yeah. Right. Ooh, can your love language change? Oh, this is... Yeah, so... Yes.
2: Definitely. I honestly think it can. It definitely can. I remember back in college, like, I super... I, I was huge on receiving gifts. I fucking, like, loved receiving gifts. As in, like, gifts that someone would plan a trip for me or someone would give me, like, Give me something really cute or something really thoughtful. Now, Parang, I'm more on the experiences that I have with people. I don't know what changed. I'm not, I haven't really sat down and thought of how that shifted. But like generally it I shifted over to like more the experience and the time that I spend with people. Yeah, I think it does change it in relation to like the things you go through in life, the things that, you know. Um, you get accustomed to um, like experiencing like. Parang a lot of the times, it's like your experiences throughout life just change how you want to receive and give love. Yeah. May sapa. How do love languages develop?
0: Oh, I think we sort of answered that a little bit. Where yeah, it's like shaped by your life experiences, um, the things that you know, childhood trauma, if you want to put it that way. Right. Childhood trauma, according to Patricia, we have. Yes. your love language raw is what you're deprived of as a child. That makes sense for sure. Yes. Um, because I was uh, all of our relationships are modeled after free. our families. Yeah. Can yes, I think everybody does. Again, like a relationship, a relationship that doesn't have all five ways of expressing love, I think would feel a little bit empty. Like, can you imagine? being in a 50-year, like, long-term marriage with someone who's never given you a present ever. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, I even mean, if weird. you don't like gifts, that's just, like, why? Still, why? Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, how, why haven't you thought of it? Hmm.
0: Birthdays, Christmas, holidays, nothing. So it, it would be weird Valentine's even if you don't Day. like it.
3: Well, is, is a gift, like, just a tangible thing that you can hold? Because gifts can be intangible things. Like gifts can be like
2: what I was
1: Right, like about? your gift can be time, remember?
0: Gary can be, <laughs> <laughs> be words. It can be doing. the gift
2: of presence.
0: Yeah, it
1: can be the gift of words. You know, whatever. whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> So, I have a question, actually. Gosh, I, I have a question, not just for you guys, but also for our customers listening in. If you could add a new love language, what would you add? Because, like, we we're talking about how Chapman's very outdated and kind of heteronormative, if we're being a little bit yeah. honest with, you, uh, with his book. So, if you could add one, what would your love language be? <laughs> no shit, he's
1: heteronormative. He's a fucking pastor.
2: <laughs> I have notes in this book where I'm like, lol. Like, he was talking about how, like, in the time that I'm writing this, like, there are more swingers and they can't find real fulfillment because they're open, they're in an open marriage. And I'm like, yeah, you're a
1: pastor. Right, right. I think that the work suffers from being, from being framed through Christian teachings. Yes. Um, not that there's anything, you know, like, inherently wrong with, with Christian teachings, uh, but... It, it would be more accessible or, I think, more helpful to people if it were not so.
2: Yes, I uh, agree with that. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Yeah, so I, I think there's, there's
1: totally credence to, to, to what he's saying, though. I mean, yeah. Uh, if if you guys were to add another love language, shit, what would it be? Fuck. Uh,
0: wow. Uh, no, mine. I think I'll go first because I asked. I think my love language would absolutely be food. Because I feel like lo- like food can be... Um, words of affirmation, praising your food, um, yeah. making food, um, gifts, buying the food,
2: <laughs> yeah. quality
0: time, eating the food together. Food is very important to me. Like I didn't realize until this relationship that I'm in right now, how important food is because I enjoy food so much. If the person I'm with doesn't enjoy food as well, I don't know how this could work. <laughs>
1: Great. I think that the work feels incomplete because it's so old and it's been a while since anybody added anything new to it.
2: Right.
3: So
1: I think that's why it's important that we, we get to talk about this tonight because while it is based in reality, in, in truth, it, it needs an update. So yeah, definitely. I mean, and the importance of food today is definitely like a descendant of one of those five core love languages. So if I were to update, uh my love for uh words of affirmation. I, I wouldn't say add a new one, but rather update, bring it into the new uh, uh you know, into the new decade, right? Um it would be memes and media. Mm. Uh, so we communicate so much, our generation and Gen Z communicate so much. You could argue that it's nonverbal because what is communicated through the words of a meme are not necessarily contained in the words themselves, right? It could be how the word, what font is used, where the word is placed. So um, uh, yeah, uh, in in sharing a meme with somebody and knowing that they can get it is several layers of understanding of that person, of the references that they understand, the media that they consume, the, Mm -mm, the, mm -mm. you know, the humor that they possess. Um, And another one is, is media. Because, you know, today, binging and watching movies, it's, it's so important now. There's such a strong culture behind appreciating, which I'm sure I'm sure Kai Kai knows about. There's a very strong culture of, like, appreciating film and television shows today. And the people we're into mm-hmm. it are so rabid. And because we have such a plethora of, of great entertainment today, finding someone to watch the right ones with you also says a lot.
0: You want to be like, hey, watch this, watch this, watch this.
1: Right.
2: I think you'd right. like it.
1: And if they don't get it, a small part of you dies. Let's be honest. Like You're not that judging. You just love them slightly less. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like you, you love them this much. And now it's just like a little bit
2: like. Yeah. <laughs> you made like a pop culture reference. And they're like, what? And you're like. No, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, so many of my relationships, good, perfectly good relationships, have ended because I felt like I mean this is going to sound so narcissistic, but like I felt like my jokes were being wasted on them. Like if if I think I'm hilarious, and who the fuck doesn't think they're hilarious? Everybody likes to think that on some level, on some very idiosyncratic level, they are hilarious. If if I'm, if I'm going to, and so much of my personality is my jokes, is my trying to make people laugh. If I'm constantly saying these things off the cuff and you don't appreciate, and you appreciate like 70% of them and I'm going to live the rest of my life with you, that means that you're only going to appreciate 70% of me for the rest of my life.
3: Wouldn't every like love language, whatever, boil down to understanding of a person? With food, there's so many ways that you can express your love through food. You can express it through right. cooking. You can express it through complimenting, or food. making food, buying food for them. It's all different. It's just an understanding of how does this person understand love, and how can I express that to them?
2: Right, I agree with you. I agree with that. Where it's like how, because like we were saying with the food example, like you know, there's um, there's so many ways to express your love through food, right? So I really think it does boil down to really understanding someone and really knowing, like, how do... Like, what Jobim was saying earlier, like, knowing their needs before they could even, like, state it to you, I feel is a really good way to um, express love. Personally, like, if I could add a new love language, I don't know what to call it, but for me, it's like, I would would like to express love in such a way that it's like a belief-based kind of love language where it's like we are on the same page and like our principles, our, our values, our, our our what we what we want like what we want to do in life. I don't know how to explain it, but it's like like I you know, I've always been I've I've been in past relationships where like we were reading the same book, but I always felt we were on different pages. Yeah. So like
1: but dry, I, but your trajectory is similar.
2: Yes, but we're on different parts of the book. So like I right. think it's important. I think a good love language for me is to like to like someone who back and forth to you in terms of like like your your principles and your values and like what you believe in, diba? Ta parang you want to go and your interests well. also. So like if i if i may create a new love language, i think it would be like that belief-based type of like love language, i guess. Yeah. Like expressing Do you
1: think that? that your love language is reinforced by what you have traditionally had the most pushback in relationships with?
0: Yeah, it's like Kinda. you haven't gotten it from partners yeah. before.
1: Because for me, the most—that's true for me. My, the most, uh, the most fights in my past relationships, most topics of contention had to do with communication. Is that also true for you guys?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true
1: for me. your love languages.
0: So many relationships and because you guys can't understand each other and don't know how to express love in the way that the other person knows how to receive it. You know, it's like, this is what I need to feel loved. If you refuse to give that to me, then I won't feel it and we're going to just break up. So a lot of it is just you know learning to talk to each other and lay out very clear. This is how I interpret love. You know, Mm-mm. yeah. So.
1: And being honest about it, like honest, honest.
0: <laughs> so we have from Customer D kind. kindness. Oh, you know what? Kindness is so underrated.
3: Very general.
0: It's so general, yeah. but like honestly, very, very important. Why would you want to be with someone who isn't kind to you and kind to others? Mm-hmm. At its core. Like you can be sarcastic yeah. and yeah. jokey, like Joe Bim, yeah. but at his core, you know, it's it's out of love. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah.
0: Yung physical touch na love language mo, but you're in a long distance relationship how do you deal with it from customer Patricia okay. would
3: you like to answer um,
0: I'm thinking buy one of those okay. sex toys that sync your movements with your partner just that <laughs>
2: is true that is true
1: I don't think physical touch has to be limited to like phys- physical touching of the other person per se uh, so much as it has to do with your associating love and affection with the sensation of touch. So, if you guys are in a long distance relationship, it might help to have things of that person's that remind you of them that's physically right. there with you for you to wear, for you to hold, to sleep with. Um, so, if touch yeah, is your thing, I- having something sensory, so having something tactile yeah, with exactly. you might help.
0: Like a shirt. That smells like them? Oh, I oh, that's
1: love, that. Not like them. Oh. If, love that. If, you're, if your partner is going away on a on a long trip or something, give them something that they'll use every day. And every day they use it, they'll think of you.
0: Yes. Yeah, so uh, takeaways, guys, from today's really, really informative episode. And very wholesome.
2: Surprisingly. Very wholesome. Yeah. My biggest takeaway is that Gary Chapman just really like wanted had just wanted to say a lot of things, say one thing in different ways, but I think at its core, at its core, I feel as though what he's trying to say is that understanding and making the effort to to for your partner and for the relationship you have is what is integral to the growth of that relationship is what I got
3: to understand other right. people, like kind of giving words into things that we don't think for ourselves. Oh, I didn't even know that that I wanted physical touch. I didn't know that I wanted quality time. So he gave us that kind of structure.
1: Mm -mm. I think in the same way that like Freud started like a lot of really popular ideas about psychology, which are now super debunked. Like we know this could not be true at all. And yet so much of our pop culture understanding of psychology is still based on this archaic Freudian ideology. And I think that's sort of what this Chapman guy was to expressing affection and dealing with love languages and relationships. He laid down the groundwork and, you know, he gave us a blueprint for it. But now the time has come for uh, the work to be expanded upon and fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just uh, the five love languages is a really good starting point. But by mm-hmm. no means is it the end of the conversation in terms of uh, right. showing affection and appreciation for, for your partner.
2: Mm-mm.
0: I guess my big takeaway is that people are complicated. people aren't one thing, you know we're not just one character trait, which also means we're not just one love language for a relationship to really feel. And enriching You need to express your love In different ways You know, you can't just stick to one mode Of love language uh, Forever Especially because people change So if you're going to be in a long-term relationship If you're going to spend the rest of your life with someone Just because they have like One love language that worked when you guys first started dating, doesn't mean it's going to be the love language that's going to keep your relationship fresh and alive for the next 50 years. So it's really going to be super important to learn all the love languages, including the new ones like memes, so that, you know, your love is also evolving and growing together. Yay. All right, guys. So thank you to everybody who joined us for this lovely
2: episode. Last socials before we go. That's X-O-X-C-A-I on Instagram and Twitter.
1: It's uh, uh, Jobimism on Twitter and Jobim Javier on Instagram for what is sure to be a lifetime of pictures of my very fat baby. I mean, like, follow uh-huh. my Instagram if you want to see like, pictures of a fat kid. But if you don't, like, you don't have to follow me. It's cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your radio show, dude. <laughs>
1: All oh, right, yeah, fuck yeah. I'm I, I'm also a radio DJ. Like this, my this my job job. Well, when I get back from paternity leave, I will be hosting a show called the Morning Show. Morning Show on Jam eight point three at uh, every ten a.m. from Monday to Thursday.
0: Awesome, and I am just at Trisha O'Bannon on Twitter. Nowhere else. You can catch Now Open live every Tuesday, 9 p.m. So make sure you check next week's episode on gay men representation in Philippine cinema. So we have a very special guest with us for next week. So make sure to tune into that. Again, 9 p.m., Now Open PH, Facebook Live. You can also catch us on Twitter, Now Open PH. YouTube now open the podcast and you can listen to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Um, Make sure to listen to our past episodes as well. We'll upload them as they come. So thanks again, guys. Uh, Thank you, customers. Thanks, customers. See you again when we open next week, Tuesday. Peace out.